Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. We suck again. Pat Smith. No, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Clench your butt cheeks. Accept misery. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. <laughs> Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your favorite podcast for Jaguars football, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. I'm Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Hi. Pat Smith. zippity doo And your facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. Woohoo! Shut up! Today is Wednesday, September 30th. Another early episode this week since our last game was Thursday night. We don't want to let our takes get stale. Yes, that's right. We did have a game last Thursday night. I know most of you have already blocked it out of your memory. I'm sorry to bring it up, but we do need to talk about it. I was hyping it up last week. Primetime, only NFL game on TV. Miami Dolphins are 0-2 coming to Jacksonville. We're going to show them how we do it. And I guess we showed them. An embarrassing 31-13 to loss for the Jaguars here at home. Not much more to say than that. Our hosts are going to give you their review of the game, their top three takeaways, and then we'll round it out like always with our preview of Game 4. To start us off, I will turn to Pat, who was there at the game. Got to see the whole thing up close and personal. Before you get into the game itself, Pat, tell us about the stadium experience. What was the social distancing like there? This is going to be good. Yeah, no, it was actually, I mean, it was interesting for, for going to the games, you know, as you as you regularly do as a season ticket holder and, and seeing, um, I mean, not much really changed, to be honest with you. I think it was probably the fastest we got in the stadium, like through security, <laughs> which, was, I wonder why. which was fun because that was, that was a different change of pace. And the beer lines were I think short. Not tailgating I, helps with yeah, that. Yeah, no tailgating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did see, I think I, I, think I made kickoff. I'm pretty sure I made kickoff. No, I, I don't typically for the few for the fans at home. I don't make kickoff. I usually we're we're still drinking while the while the jets are flying over and and the whole. I've never seen a a, <laughs> a national anthem sung. I've never seen the the flag waving zipline. Yeah, the Jackson Deville jumping off the thing. For me, it's all hoopla. It might never it might never happen in that stadium. I can't confirm or deny. I've never seen it live. There was one time, and I can attest to this. There was one time Pat got medevaced into his seat in the stadium. Okay, he was three tequila shots in, and it was twelve fifty four for a one o'clock kick, and we had to call a medevac in, and they just picked him up and and dropped him right there in two two nine, and Pat was like, "Let's go, Jaguars!" 
I, I only wish I had that kind of service on hand because then I would I would push the limit even further and just see how far I can get the weekend at Bernie style. I just want to be just I, that's where I, that's where I was for this Thursday night game. I had to be there because I had to, I had to chug a ton of Jaeger. I had to get a, a couple more shots in me, some beers. I had, to, I had to get in as as intoxicated as possible because you never really know with these Jaguars. I was predicting a huge win. I was predicting to be celebrating after this all was all said and done. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, we get to the seats. They um they they sell you the tickets in pods for you folks that plan on going to future games. So if you plan on buying your tickets, make sure you buy all the tickets you need the first time around. Because when you call a second time, they can't sell you any more tickets. So if you're in seats one through five and you're like, oh man, my, my cousin Al is coming in town and he, I want to buy a ticket for him. Sorry, guy. I can't, I can't sell you another ticket on top of your five. You're going to have to go buy a ticket elsewhere. And even the lady, the even the lady at the ticket office was said, "Just go to Ticketmaster and get your single ticket off there, because I can't even sell you a single ticket. I got to sell them in couples." On the flip side, that's actually a really good excuse to get out. Like you know that friend that wants to go to the game with you, but you're like, nah, you know, you know, you're not really into it. Like, ah, it's all right. It's an acquaintance, work friend, not really close with him. Oh man, yeah, sorry, you're not in my pod. Oh yeah, oh, you're right. Absolute dude, cop out. You're right. Yeah, it's a great cop out. Oh, man. But have no fear. Enjoy the game, Frank. Have no fear. If you if you don't get all your tickets in a group, buy that single ticket in the section 400. I mean, we were sitting in 229, okay? And we got to the seats. While we were at kickoff, we, we realized we needed an extra seat with our seats, you know? Uh, and the seats are just zip-tied, okay? They just zip-tie the seats that they don't sell. And, and folks, you don't got to be a genius to realize that you can sit in the seat that's zip-tied and the zip-tie collapses i mean that's all it takes <laughs> not you, military you make, grade zip ties you, no they're not military grade all right you, it's, it's make your own seating you know so you just you just get in in that little crack there's little there's little swing action on it and let gravity do the work for you snap boom you got an extra seat right there i don't know how i feel about this you're you're breaking protocol man i mean this, this i don't know the statute of limitations is up here you broke a zip tie man are I you did. comfortable talking on the podcast I, about actually this? i'll be honest with you i broke about five or six because at that point oh, people started to realize no. oh shit, you can do this hey can you come up here real quick my buddy's coming <laughs> he i want him to sit with us too Dude, this guy's figured out the zip ties that lasted two games jacksonville come up and do better if you can but that's i'm the I mean, paranoid guy that's like I would never do that because, you know, the mattress sticker that's like, can't pull this. It's like a, a, the FBI is going to come in your house and like take your whole family away if you rip off this tag. I'm that person. Like, I won't rip the tag off. I'm like, nope. That zip tie, the second that I ripped it off, I, I would think that there'd be like <laughs> police sirens <laughs> like right right behind me. Like I ripped the zip tie like this. You really think you could just do that? Get the hell out of here. I'm out of here. Actually, to be honest with you, and I won't name names for, for privacy. Oh. Uh, oh. HIPAA, HIPAA reasons, but we were actually wearing the zip ties as like turnover chains at one point in the game. We were just wearing them, hoping that it would bring more luck. Like it was like a rally chain, you know. <laughs> and we were like, maybe we need more. We need more zip ties to rally this to rally this win back. And I, uh, I we blame the was, loss on you. We we I thought it was it working because in the second quarter they finally scored. And we're like, oh shit, it's working. Get more zip tie chains, <laughs> everyone in this section. Zip tie rally chains now. And, and obviously Maybe it didn't work. The Jaguars so. are so tied into Duval. They are so connected with the stadium that when you, it's like, you, you know, you're cutting a piece of those zip ties. You're cutting Gardner Min- a piece of Gardner Minshew's soul. Like maybe mm. every day you were affecting the team. 
Like, come on, man. Think. What are you well, doing? If, if that's the case, I got to find which section belongs to Todd Wash so I could just set that entire fucking thing on fire. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one piece of him somewhere in that stadium, and I need to find it and dismantle it. The Horcrux? The Horcrux? Yeah, exactly. Todd I got to find it. And then you'll see him on the stadium, like, grab his heart. And then I'll realize I found it. I'm just going to have to just keep just beating the shit out of it, whatever it may be. Popcorn machine. I've already figured it out. Beer dispenser. I know I know exactly where Todd Wash's Horcrux is in that stadium. Uh-huh. If you go to the bathroom, uh, the, the second level, okay, the third urinal from the left, the urinal cake, that's Todd Wash's uh, Horcrux right there. <laughs> uh-huh. That I'll is take, it. I'll take one for and the team then. That, that needs, that needs to be taken care it. of. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'll do All it. All right. See, now this is what the people want. They don't want to talk about this game. They want zip tie talk. They want urinal cakes. Okay, we're giving the people what they want. I like how we're starting off here. Because, yeah. How about f*** that game? Am I right? Yeah. No, f*** that game. That game. I mean, f- What was the stat? You had Ryan Fitzpatrick has beaten the Jaguars six different times with six different teams. <laughs> Dude, Ryan Fitzpatrick broke so many records thanks to us. Oh, Unbelievable. He made another career night. This is what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. This is Ryan Fitzmagic at its prime level. He plays lights out for one game a year, and he's like, hey, look, I can still play 18 or 20 for 160 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I can still play. Give me another contract. And then they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we'll, we'll sign you for another year. Why not? You're 37, 36. We'll sign you for another year. And that's what he did. He bamboozled the league again this year. Again. Unbelievable. I am convinced that Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick is a living, breathing leprechaun. Okay? He is. He is a leprechaun. He looks like a leprechaun. He's got the last name of a leprechaun. I'm telling you right now, where the gold at? All right? Where the gold at, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because this man is just, like, he's got a golden horseshoe up his ass. He's just living his best life. He passed Phil Sims Thursday night on the all-time passing list. Phil fucking Sims, okay? He is a living, breathing leprechaun. And I, to prove, me, prove me wrong. Show me, right, where's Ryan Fitzpatrick's birth certificate? I'm going to be a birther for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Prove to me that you're human, because he's not. He's a leprechaun. I'm telling you right now. Maybe at the end of the rainbow, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, and the rainbow was shoved directly up the Jacksonville Jaguars' ass <laughs> on Thursday night. That's where the rainbow went, okay? And I, I'd love to be able to sit here and blow rainbows up your, the listener's ass right now, the collective ass, but I can't. Uh, very few things uh, from a, I watched at home. I wasn't there to, to cut the zip ties down and to, you know, uh, get absolutely wasted. I was uh, at home watching this piece of shit football game and the only bright spot was James Robinson poor James Robinson out here trying to make a living for himself surrounded by a bunch of bums all right I mean that was hey so I just want to know Pat so you were inside Camp Green Lake how does it feel like did you were were you bopping around holes left and right were you dodging holes because they were digging real early and often and in the second half they just picked one of those holes and you know what they did they got real comfy in there and they just lied down but they snuggled up and they said just pour that dirt on top of me let's just I just want to lay here bury me all baby Gardner Minshew's mustache was buried Shad Khan's wrestling league is buried and his soccer team is buried everything about duval on thursday night was buried the fucking dolphins came into town and made us their b 
bitch. I have never... I, I should have wore lipstick. I should have wore a nice dress. I should have gotten all perked up, maybe pulled my titties up real nice, because I would. I wasn't prepared to get fucked like that. I haven't been... Ro- no, no, I don't want to get too... Never mind. Sean, Sean, let's... Come on, we talked about this. Let's get it together. All right? Point is, I wasn't prepared for that. No foreplay. <laughs> just right on in, smashing. Just, oh my God. God, dude, it was awful. I, I, I'm i not breaking down any tape. I'm not doing it. Gardner Minshew looked lost. It looked like the moment was too big for him. In all honesty, he didn't. I mean, uh, but at the same time, I blame Chris Conley. If I'm going to blame anybody, it's Chris Conley. Hey, hey, Chris Conley, stick to movies, okay? Hey, Steven Spielberg, okay? You just stick to making movies because you can't catch a ball. All right, you put on a Chris Claybrooks jersey Thursday night, and you couldn't catch a ball. Oh, by the way, Chris Claybrooks, your only reason you're on the team is special teams. When we punt the ball, you have to know where the ball is. You're the gunner. You have to know where it is. You have to have a feeling of where it is so you can touch it down. And what does he do? Five yards out of the end zone, the first punt of the game, it goes bounces, and he literally looks around like, where the f*** am I? Is this Duval? Is this Camp Greenlake? I don't know where the f*** I am, but I know where Luke Barku is, not dressed, because I'm dressed, and I'm sick of it. If we're going to play like shit, at least put my guy Luke Barku out there so I can find out if he's good or not. I mean, what the f***, man? I'm sorry. I'm heated. I apologize. I'm going to take a Xanax. You got to rewatch the game because I, I, I didn't really retain a lot of the live play uh, at that night. I did reach out. I did want to give a quick shout out to our listeners because I think their opinions do, do count a little bit. So... I'll just read it out. After the game, I wanted opinions. I wanted I wanted recaps. I want to know and should, this anger that I'm feeling. Can you confirm said anger? Should I feel this way? Misery loves company. Yeah, absolutely. So, Stuart Whitfield. I think the best I can say is I turned off the game after the fourth quarter pick. Awful game. Steven Boston. Wouldn't even have gotten the TDs without Robinson running the ball. Hell, out of three games, he's tied for Nets TDs in 2019. Ooh, spicy. You're right, though. Unfortunately, you're right, though. I mean, he's already tied it. I mean, we're done. That's it. He can can call it a day. He he doesn't have to run anymore. So, yeah, good for him. Uh, Lions blog. Todd Wash is stealing a living. Yeah. I trusted Minshew. Robinson Goat. Conley is stealing a living. Doug doesn't seem to care that we get flagged at least once a possession on defense and an offense. Doug is also stealing a living. All of which, very true. I, I, I co-sign on all that. Jennifer Nelson, a string of five emoji shits. <laughs> Enough for me. No, those are actually, <laughs> those are pictures of Chris Conley. <laughs> five straight up pictures of Chris Conley back to back to back to back. <laughs> Mike Wilbraham, defense? What defense? Yeah, that's on that's on cue. RS, usual fuckery. We don't have enough talent on D. Yeah, we've, we've promoted that a few times on this podcast. Uh, Surge on the beach. Minshew ain't it. That's my key recap. Oof. Show me. Oof. Find me one yeah. Todd Wash fan. Oof. Find me one Todd Wash fan in uh, the world. Uh, well, I, I think, I'm think I, I might get there. Hold on. Let's see here. Mitchell Ferris. Defense is among mm-hmm. one of the worst I've ever seen, and Todd Wash needs to be fired tomorrow. Well, that wasn't it. Well, that's not a fan. Um no, no, hold on. Maybe, maybe this one. Matthew Thomas. After spending a good long drive home in silence, I can say with clarity. Mm-hmm. There we go. We're getting there. He's got clarity. That first and foremost, uh huh, 
Todd Wash should have been fired at halftime. Oh, Doug should have been fired on Saturday, and Caldwell should be gone by week 16. Also, it's real hard to play two teams with the refs all night. All right, so that one uh, wasn't it either. Yeah. These coaches, they have no no consequences. <laughs> they're just out there. They're just like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. We're not getting fired. we got the biggest job security in the world. We're going to send out a whole other team in halftime. We're going to send out a hockey team. We're going to send out the Jacksonville Icemen on the fucking field after halftime because no matter what we do, we're not getting fired, so we can do whatever the hell they want. Go on. I'm sorry. Uh, athletes in balance, defense digs holes for offense to bury itself in. No, oh, wow. there you, go, you guys were hand in hand there. There's your holes. Green Lake. There you go. Camp Green Lake. And last, last but not least, Brian Cooper. And it's a, uh, it's a gif of a rhino shitting profusely out of his <laughs> asshole. So I mean, there you go. That's that's your recap. That's our fan recap for the game. Uh, you know, we appreciate the input as always. Um, me personally. I mean, they, they said everything that I'm pretty much going to rant here real quickly for you. Todd Walsh is about as creative as I am. <laughs> it's not that good, guys. I'm not good at coloring books. I'm not good at f***ing drawing. I couldn't come up with an original idea if I f***ing tried, okay? But I'm not a f***ing defensive coordinator, all right, that needs to come up in schemes every week in, week out. This guy is asshole sandwich he is terrible he is garbage he is barsuda it is bad it is bad 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 okay this is the third week in a row that you go down 14 nothing and show me absolutely zero fight on this defense this is again the third week in a row where we can't get any kind of penetration between that line get pressure on the quarterback and 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 make a ball game out of it okay you you're it's one-sided football that's what i watch all game long and when you go down zero to 14 okay half the playbook on offense goes out the window you can't you can't build up a running game okay because you don't know if that defense is going to stop them for a third time or they could go 21 nothing you have to score the pressure is on the offense. They have to get downfield. You have to score. There is no no second option, okay? So down the field throws have to be done. And again, you mentioned it. I'm going to run them up because I think out of everyone in this podcast, my group of friends on Twitter, I have backed Chris Conley up for the last two years. I've been backing him up. I've been supporting him. I've been giving him love, praise on this podcast. And you shit on me. That night, buddy. Yeah. You fucking shit on me. Okay? Not once, not twice, mm-hmm. three times you fucking shit on me that I can remember. Okay? And it was tough, man. That was ball in your hands to the ground three times in a row. Not hard catches, not difficult catches. Two of the three, I believe, you were by your fucking self. And you didn't make that catch. Yeah. So, whatever the fuck was in your headspace that week, get it the fuck out, man. Get it the fuck out because I can't watch that performance the again. Con man, I won't stand for that. The con man earned his nickname Thursday night. Okay, on the job uh, job description that he applied for in Jacksonville, it was actually on Indeed, and it said uh, needed wide receiver catching skills. And he put his resume on there, and he lied on his resume. On his resume, he said I can catch a football, and they said all right, cool. And then he got the job, and then he was like, oh f- me, I can't catch a football. What am I gonna do? And then boom, guess what? Drive killer. Con man, drive killer, get out of here. You're a really nice guy. Uh, you do great things in the community. You're a really nice guy. Shit, wide receiver. Bye-bye. Squid douche. Because on the flip side, on the flip side, you probably make that a ball game if you can, if you make those catches. I, I'm not saying you win. I'm obviously not saying that. Mm. But you do make this game a little bit tighter. Those are cri- those are critical catches to convert third downs, to, to get into red zone, to get into scoring areas, and, and they weren't done. Therefore, you... 
paid the price for for turning the ball over, getting rid of the possession, and and killing the drive, like you've mentioned. Yeah, they took away you again. Sh- I'm not saying that those. Good. I'm not saying those three catches determine the outcome of this ball game. I'm not going to say by any means that he catches those three and you flip the script and we win. I'm not saying that because there was a lot. Listen, uh-uh. I'm not giving you that because I watched fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick convert four fucking third downs on third and long with his damn legs and Joe Schobert was sitting with his ass in the fucking dirt and couldn't make a damn tackle. I'm not paying you all that fucking money to come in this league and this team and play linebacker if you can't give me a fucking tackle, Joe. I'm not giving you that. I'm not giving you that. If anyone has has unimpressed me the most on this defense, it's Joe Schobert. Miles Jack looking really good. Looking really good this 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 season so far. I, I like where he is at, but Joe Schobert, you gotta give me a little more, man. You're floating out in space and zone coverage, not covering anything but dirt. You're not coming up and making tackles. I don't know what the f you're doing, buddy, but another guy that needs to clear his headspace and figure it the f out because I don't know what he's doing either. Minshew lost his mojo early because he went to Conley and Conley dropped it and he was like, yeah, okay, I can't have any faith in my receivers, especially on third down the first drive when we're trying to come back from seven points down early and Conley drops a wide open pass that set the tone early. Now Minshew, you saw he was looking downfield and he's like, oh, fuck, uh, are they going to catch it? I don't know. I, don't, I mean, you, you got it. You have to make those plays because confidence matters so much in this game and Gardner Minshew could have no confidence in his receivers early. It was just, and there's no DJ Chark. The, and there's no DJ Chark, so Chris Conley needed to step up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, you look the at the receiving man. room. It's 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 a different ball game when DJ Chark doesn't play. Okay, someone's got to step up and make those catches, those big time catches. That that bomb that he caught against Tennessee, you know, in in almost double coverage. Someone's got to step up and make those plays because if that production's off the field, someone else has got to do it. And, and I mean, again, it's giving someone an opportunity to become a, a, a true receiver too and get out there and, and be somebody. So, again, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but you know, again, that production's got to go somewhere, and someone needs to step up. I have to say one good thing about Todd Wash. Let's be let let's be you know in the middle here. Let's not be too radical. One good thing about Todd Wash is his health. He has never had a nosebleed. I know this for a fact because if he ever did, he would have bled out and died because he would not know how to stop it. So, Todd Wash, here's to you, buddy. You keep that nose dry because the second it starts bleeding, bon voyage. You ain't gonna know what to do. You're just gonna. And you're just ah, ah, I'm getting lightheaded, guys. No, it's not that big of a deal. Just tilt your head back, put something up there. Put it where? Where does it go? I don't know how to stop it. What? Oh, oh, I know what I'll breathing, do. He starts breathing really heavily, like really hard, yeah. for no reason. He starts floating, floating t- uh, tissues around his nose. He's like, no, 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 it's cover two zone. No, 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 no. We're just gonna stay around <laughs> it, and it's not. And then he's um, goodbye, bye, bye now. Sean, I know that you're you're just joking, but I'm going to continue on your devil's advocate path here, uh, and I'm going to bring it back to Chris Connolly for a moment. Now, not to give him any credit for his performance, uh, but I do want to quote him just because it seems at the very least he recognizes his problems. Uh, He said the frustration level is really high in that first drive. He knows he let this offense down. He's got no excuses. Uh, He says you got to make that play, and that's that's him reacting to his own performance when we went down 14-0. And again, that's just in the spirit of being the devil's advocate here. I, I think that we got to give everybody their due. It, it's not easy to acknowledge your mistakes. That's a good self-assessment. It's good to be self-aware, and uh, he's holding himself accountable. That's great. But, uh, you know, catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. 
Can't, can't put it more cleanly than that. We'll continue our assessment of this game and give our three takeaways when we come back from break, and then we will move on to game four. So don't go anywhere. Your Duval Hot Takes will be right back. Don't spit out your drink. It might be all you have left. All right, we are back with your Duval Hot Takes. Dolphins beat the Jaguars like bongo drums. We're not quite done with our review. I know, I'm sorry. Our hosts were just wrapping up their individual assessments, a lot for Connolly and Todd Wash, to the surprise of no one. We're going to wrap things up with our top three takeaways from the game. Pat started the show off, so Sean, I will let you start here. Go ahead. All right, uh, I'm going to start with something positive. I touched on it earlier. James Robinson is the guy. There's your franchise running back. We uh, found a diamond in the rough, and uh, he's going to win a lot of people's fantasy seasons. My friend Tyler, who is abysmal at fantasy football, is destroying everybody in my league, and it's because he has James Robinson. It's because he signed him. Right before the start of the year, I, I wasn't I wasn't sold on him. I was late to the party. I was still researching Ozigbo and, and and trying to figure out Bozo the Clown and all. who knows. But he he took a chance on James Robinson. He's going to win it for him. And James Robinson uh, is going to be a, a good player for the Jaguars years to come. I think that was obvious. Uh, bad takeaways: um, the defensive line cannot stop Miles Gaskin. And what does that mean for you know Joe Mixon? And what does that mean for any running back that's not Miles Gaskin? Uh, I mean, that's awful. And it's our run defense is putrid, and the pass defense was worse. Um, you know, blame Todd Wash all you want, but, you know, playmakers make plays, and C.J. Henderson didn't make any plays. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, very quiet, and uh, nobody made plays. I mean, you know, you can give them the worst defense coordinator in the world, but, you know, the cream still rises to the top. And I didn't see one good defensive play the whole time. Like, we just got completely railed from snap one to the very last snap. And it was abysmal. Um, I guess I kind of want to stay positive, and so I'll stay positive. The Luke Barku was the best player for the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night. <laughs> That's I think Luke Barku really showed me that, uh, that he was better than everybody else. Um, yeah. And uh, Luke Barku season. Let's go. Come on. Get it together, Dave Caldwell. Uh, okay, well, piggyback on on you. Just, I mean, Josh Allen did get his first sack. All yeah, right. it was a gift. So, I mean, it was a gift. Did you see it? You didn't see it. So, well, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick it, literally ran yeah. right into him and said, here, here you go, Daddy. Here you go. Kiss him on the lips. Gift, gift or no gift, it's a sack, right? Put him to bed, it's a sack. Pity sacks. So. I've, and I've, I've I mean, had my share of pity sacks, and let me tell you, it doesn't feel good afterwards. Josh Allen took a cold shower after the game and said, I didn't deserve that. I didn't earn it. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Still counts. Still counts. My top three. Uh, you you kind, kind of took the words out of my mouth. Um, James Robinson, obviously, solidifying himself as, as a huge threat. The guy gets carries, gets yards. I mean, he... Pfft. What was he? He had an average of 4.2 this game. I mean, that's amazing. Anytime you can get 4.2 a carry, guaranteed your money. Behind Andrew Norwell and no Brandon Linder. Right, right. And again, Charlie out there blocking. So back against the wall, Robinson's still making plays. Down 0-14, he's going to become more of a receiving threat. But even then, he's still doing that. I mean, he had six receptions, 83 yards. That's that's great. I mean, you can catch in space. You can go down the sideline. 
and, and get you get you some yards, convert first downs. I uh, you love that. So yeah, you're right. Uh, hidden gem, who's who's paying out dividends in just three games. Hopefully he keeps it up, and uh, can't wait to see what else he's got um, on the back end. Miles Jack, another hint of positivity. Not a lot of good things coming out of this team, but the guy's leading in tackles, and he's he's making plays. He's he's a lot more consistent than he was last year, and that's all I wanted out of him. Outside backer, and he's he's doing well. So again, not a lot of bright spots on this defense, but he is one of them at least. And at least the contract doesn't feel so heavy if he's actually playing the position well and he's he's giving you production. Obviously, I'm going to bring it up. Todd Wash is a fucking moron. Okay, it's it's just that. Again, we've we said this before in the podcast. A lot of these guys on defense, this is the first time they're in the league. Okay, the first voice they're listening to as a defensive coach is Todd Wash. Imagine that sinking in. You know, it's not Wade Phillips. Okay, it's not Bill Cower. It's not some fucking legendary defensive guy in the league that's been around and won the big title and 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 been around the block and has has a winning strategy. Okay, it's it's fucking Todd Wash. All right, that that's that's who's teaching these kids. A holdover from the Gus Bradley regime. Right. This this is the guy that's that's teaching your kids from the Gus Bradley regime. Imagine if you're sending you're sending your kids to school, okay, for the first time, and the guy teaching them is some fucking coked out method. Are you okay with Jimmy coming home and telling telling mommy, hey mommy, where's the lighter for the spoons? Because you got to get the spoon really hot. Before you before you smoke the crack, you got to get really hot, mommy. If that's what he's coming home to at third grade, are you gonna be okay with that? Are you gonna be happy that your tax dollars are paying for that? Absolutely f-ing not. I'm not happy about it. Todd Wash is a f-ing imbecile. Okay, he needs a, the quicker he's off this team and the faster we can get someone in this team to to teach this unit to get this unit scheming right because there's talent on this defense. I don't care how you draw it up. There's talent. I've seen Miles Jack play well. I've seen Schober play well. I've seen Josh Jones play well. I've seen DJ Hayden play well last year. I've seen Josh Allen play great last year. I've seen flashes of chase on. I've seen CJ Henderson give me a game. There is talent on this team. You can't tell me there isn't talent. The middle of the defensive line could use a lot of help. A lot of help. But overall, as a defense, we shouldn't be getting blown out 0-14 to against the Dolphins. Okay, and I feel like I've been saying this for f-ing years now, and it's like it's like that cult game Among Us. If you if you're playing that, okay, Todd Wash is the imposter. Sus. Okay, and I've been screaming it from the top of my lungs for the last three years. Todd Wash is sus. He sus. I watched him. I've watched him kill somebody. I watched him f-ing do it in the hallway. He's the guy. And people are looking at me and say, Nope, nope, nope. Him, him. Call Pat out. Pat, vote Pat. Pat's the guy. Vote Pat. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Get rid of him. Vote him. And I get I get voted out. And that's, that's, that's just how it is. This is bullshit. It's bullshit. Todd Wash shouldn't be here post bye week. If he is, we're in for another year of hurt and, and, and disparity. And that's my that's my takeaways. F*** Todd Wash and, and, and f*** his scheming and everything he's done for this team. The lack thereof, this team. If I if I want an apology, okay, if I want a Chris Conley apology, I want Todd Wash apologizing to me. Five days a week. Five days a week I want him on the presser box apologizing to me for five, five days a week. Hey guys, I f***ed up again this week. Hey guys, I didn't do this again this week. Hey guys, we're 4-3 until I die. 
That's what I want. I want apologies. I'm done. That's my game. If we lose to the Bengals, I'm telling you right now, and Todd Wash is not fired, I'm boycotting the rest of the year. Like, I'll do this podcast, but I'm not, I'm not going to watch the games. I'll just read the box score. I'm not joking. If we lose to the Bengals and the defense plays like they did against the Dolphins and Todd Wash still has a job, I will only read box scores and just let you watch the games, and I will just provide jokes. I'll just be a f***ing jester over here. Just because something's got to happen. We need a petition. We need to do something because Todd Wash needs to be as far away from this football team as the Super Bowl is. Ooh, that's a good scale. Technically, the Super Bowl is not that far away. It's just down in Tampa. So, <laughs> Boo. F*** you. John's the jester here, Pat. The only thing Todd Wash can stop is a hairline. There you go. There we go. Now we're back. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on to Cincinnati, which is a line that Sean's been waiting to say. On to Cincinnati. Um, we're going to catch up on some quick current events, some some changes in the Jaguars roster. If you didn't know, we were Josh Lambeau-less this last game. He was out with an injury, and it seems the trend continues with his backup, whose name I can't even remember. Yeah, Brandon Wright injured last game. I think he pulled something. Anyway. Look elsewhere. The kicking carousel continues, and you reach out to Steven Hauschka. Steve. Kicking specialist. Steve. His name is Steve. He doesn't like to be called Steven. His name's Steve. Well. Steve Hauschka. Scuba Steve. Damn you, Scuba Steve. Steve Madden. And to make room for him, we say goodbye to a member of our defensive line, Timmy Jernigan. Timmy Jernigan. Timmy! Uh, the defensive line was shallow, and we're just uh, going to go a little bit more shallow. Live it off. As far as production goes, not not too much to show on the stat sheet for the last three games. I think he's had one tackle. Um, didn't I think he played a total of 60, 70 snaps. Maybe, maybe you can check that for me, Devin. I got to toot my own horn. I told you he was just going to be camp hype, and then he wasn't going to last on the team. I, I called it. I said, look, you can look, go back and listen to it. Toot my own horn. Timmy Jernigan. I mean, Super Bowl winning defensive tackle. Oh, yeah? Oh, are you going to bring Blake Bell? So, you going to bring Blake Bell into the no, fray? No, I get, I get you can go both ways of it, but, I mean, you're acting like I have some stud at defensive tackle right now. Yeah. Uh, Taven season? Yeah, I mean, he you, you said you. Avery Jones? You said it was Taven yeah, season. I can't, I can't push yeah. the Taven train no more. Yeah. My legs hurt. Taven stock is falling. Taven stock is like Kodak. You understand? We're like, boom. We, you needed to sell when you needed to sell, and if you didn't sell, I'm sorry, you're out. And I, I was one of those too. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't push Taven stock anymore. I no. can't. I, I'm. I'm tired, Grandpa. Yeah. Okay. I'm tired, and I can't push Taven stock no more. Dev, do you have Jernigan stats? Yes, he's had one tackle so far this season, mm-hmm. one QB hit, so not a sack, and he has been in the game for a total of 54 snaps. 54 snaps. Not even 70. Level out, So. Oh, and one special team snap. Hey. There you go. So, yeah. So, so long, Timmy. It was fun. Timmy. Yeah. Timmy um, is gone. And we are on to uh, Hauschka. Hopefully, hopefully he gives us some production for the field goals. Yep. Because I have a feeling that if... Uh, this is any indication of past games. Probably going to need some uh, long yardage points you know, through the pipes. I don't understand why we don't call Scobie. Just give Scobie a call, see what he's doing. I mean, I, is is Steve Hauschka that much better than Josh Scobie? I mean, Josh Scobie would, would would be a story. Like, get out here, let's let's keep padding those stats. Come on, 
from Lambeau to Scobie. I mean, lead, let's lead do it. point score. I mean, no joke. I mean, he's got to secure the title. Is Josh Scobie got to pad some more t- get more points? It, can Josh Scobie kick a football? I want people to get somebody get on his Twitter mentions right now. Hashtag DHT Josh Scobie kick a football. Show us that you can kick a football better than Steve Hauschka or Aldrich Rosas. Okay, because this season might just go in the tank. And if we put Josh Scobie out there for a few weeks, that'd be something fun to watch. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I, it writes itself. Yeah, I mean they they've been on Twitter. I've I've watched them. The second Brand Wright went down, and even before Brand Wright went down, uh, people were reaching out to Scobie. It's you know it's tough to go back to that lifestyle, man. Once once you you're doing okay and you're playing golf every day and you're just chilling. I'm sure you could probably kick. I feel like kicking a football is kind of like riding a bike. Once you once you once you're good at it. You could pretty much dust off the old cleats and, and get back in and do it again. But the way this team you, this team was you know? a sideshow on Thursday night, we might as well send Jackson fucking Deville out there to kick the field goals. Okay, can we get Jackson Deville uh, listed on the fifty three man roster? And seats. Yeah, that yeah. big foot. He's got a yeah. big foot. You know what I mean? Like it, he does have a big foot. Let's get Curtis yeah, Dvorak. You're actually right. Contact should be no problem. Get Curtis Dvorak off that. Sh- daytime show with a good morning Jacksonville. Okay, get him off there and get him. Let's get him in some pads. All right, Curtis Dvorak, I'm mm. looking at you. I mean, his his takes aren't that great on Twitter, so hopefully they don't translate to his kicking. Let's get Brian Sexton's wife in some pads right now and go kick some field goals and then go have a hell of a post game in the locker room. Obviously, you got your signals crossed. She's, a, she's way more of a wide receiver than she is a kicker. <laughs> mm, tight end. From what I from what I've heard, mm, not not as tight as I I think it ah. used to be. Anyway, on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yes, on to Cincinnati. Please God, <laughs> we went up against an zero and two team last week and we lost. We're going up against another zero and two. Well, zero and two and one team. Mm. Let's see what happens this time. Uh, the only difference between last week and this week, we're no longer favored. Against think, the Bengals. I think it's better that way, honestly. I think we <laughs> yeah. thrive under pressure. It's a little more familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They walked in favorites by three points last week, and uh, I think that, that uh, superiority ran to their head too quickly. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, we're four favorites. We're going to cream this. We're going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, so let's, it's, be, it's better to be at the bottom of the rung where we belong with uh, with that plus three for, for the time being. And... Um, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars is sponsored by Make-A-Wish Foundation. We were, we were sponsored last year as well. And we just give these teams uh, wins. That's what we're here for. Um, can Cincinnati beat us? Absolutely. Uh, is Cincinnati probably one of the most deficient offensive lines in the league? Absolutely. But if there's anything that Joe Burrows that I've watched him do is that that man is going to run for his life and he's going to make a play. If he's good at anything, and this is, goes back to to the preseason OTAs when I was watching film on on him at camp, that def- that offensive line is trash. Probably one of the worst offensive lines we'll play all year. But again, I mean, Miami wasn't that that great. The interior of the Tennessee Titans wasn't that great. The problem is we can't we can't penetrate an offensive line to save our lives. So I, I I'm expecting to see a lot more of that. We're gonna keep sending four like we usually do. We're not gonna stunt. We're not gonna send any kind of blitz. Uh, the no no safety blitz. No linebackers coming in. We're just gonna play our linebackers back five yards like usual. Let the let the receivers catch in front of them. Go up to the chains and repeat the process. I, I I plan to see plenty of that because that's all Joe Burrows does. He hikes the ball. He waits to see where the pressure's coming from. He makes a double move. The guy's quick. Uh, you know he may be short and his arm might not be the strongest, but the guy's quick. 
And he, he'll make a play. I mean, he'll make a play. So I've seen him double juke, make moves, get to the sideline, survive long enough to find an open receiver um, on an extended route or on a, on a you know backyard bullshit play and, and, and convert first downs. I've seen him do it. He played against the Philly. Philadelphia Eagles are had a, have a, a decent defense. And he can take a hit. I mean, fuck, if you watch that Malik Jackson shoulder pipe, whew, Ooh, that was... Oh, yeah. uh, Welcome I, to the league. Yeah, man. Whew. I thought they were going to pronounce him dead after he that. He popped right up. Yeah, but he did. He popped right he did. up. He did. So the kid's not afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. I'm not I'm not worried that he's going to get hurt because at the rate we're going, um, we've got a total of three sacks for this season. Three sacks for the season that we have on defense. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals have allowed at least three sacks a game for the last three games. At least three a game. And I can assure you we will help that margin out. I... I want to see sacks. I want to see penetration, but I haven't seen it all year. So what? What is to show me that I'm going to see it this game? I absolutely don't buy it. That's that's where I'm starting off at. All right. So uh, I'm super excited for this game. Uh, not as a Jaguar fan, but as a Joe Mixon fantasy owner. And uh, I know that this is the week that he's going to get off the snide and he's going to rush for 120 yards and two touchdowns. And I'm excited to see it. Okay, I am so excited. Taven Bryan, please show up. All right, I'm talking to you. Taven Bryan, I'm talking to you. Avery Jones, y'all bring that same energy you brought to Miles Gaskin, and uh, my fantasy team's going to be eaten. I'm excited about that. Uh, Cincinnati has a very underrated receiver room. A.J. Green, at his current state, is probably the third best receiver on that team, and that's saying something. T. Higgins had a kind of a coming-out party last week. Uh, Tyler Boyd is probably the most underrated receiver in the NFL. Not enough, people don't even know who he is. And if he weren't on the Bengals, if he were on like the Vikings or if he were on the Patriots or something, Tyler Boyd would be a household name. So that's Tyler Boyd is going to eat Trey Herndon alive. Burnt toast, B period toast, 37, will be in your programs on Sunday. He was there uh, in Miami on Preston Williams getting absolutely destroyed. And he'll be there getting destroyed by Tyler Boyd. All right, um, Tyler Eifert, I'm looking at you. This needs to be a revenge game. Okay, I need you. We, we, we brought you in. You need to tell us everything about these Bengals. All right, and you need to say, hey, you know, this is how we're going to exploit them. And Tyler Eifert, that's why you're here. Let's get it done. Ron Middleton, dial it up. So that's who I'm going to be looking for. I want a big game out of Tyler Eifert, which would be three catches for 10 yards. I'm looking for that. Okay, that's that'd be huge. Um, looking for the Jaguars to maybe start a little better. Because if we go down early, it's going to be over. It's over with. I, I, I've, I've got no faith in this team right now. Like, they've had a lead for two minutes, and it just seems like it's always we're just clawing, scratching, and clawing, and it's uh, terrible. If DJ Chark, I, I need DJ Chark to play. If DJ Chark doesn't go, we're in for a hurt, all right? And that, this offense seems like it's one-dimensional, and um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be on James Robinson. And uh, it's going to get real ugly. Joe Mixon, I think, is going to have a big day. And I'm just, I'm defeated right now. I, I just sucks. I mean, Joe Burrow, I've, I truly feel like Joe Burrow is going to fucking have a 19 of 21 for 240 and three touchdowns kind of day. And the Jaguars are just going to be out of it. It's like, oh, my God. I'm just kind of defeated right now. Talk me out of it, Pat. Well, no, it, it depends. It depends, honestly. It, it depends on what C.J. Henderson shows up. I think, overall, he's had a good year so far. I mean, yeah, he had a lot of miscues in this Miami game. This is probably the one that he looks the most suspect on. Um, but for the most part, he's had a decent season, especially for a rookie. Again, keep in mind, Todd Walsh is the first cue of NFL talent in his ear. So um, 
I think overall he's done well. I mean, as a cornerback, you got two responsibilities. Don't get burned over the top and, and you know, find your guy and wrap up in space. That's that's pretty much all you gotta do. That's it. And and make smart plays. So the only the only miscue that we could possibly do against the Bengals is the same thing we've done for the last couple games. And then again, that's getting behind 0 and 14, 0 and 21, 0 and 0 and 10, 0 and 0 and 17. You can't do that. You can't take that kind of hit on defense. I've been reading a lot on Twitter about Doug Marone possibly deferring or not deferring the kick. I don't know if that's going to have any correlation at all because even if we get in on offense and we don't score on the first drive, you're right back in the in the same boat as you were before. So that that holds very little weight. The the point of the matter is is play fucking football and and on defense sure things up. I don't understand why we continue to play so far back on our secondary line of of defense with with our linebackers playing out in that hook and, hook and curl zone where where they're covering grass. They're not locating receivers. They're not uh, coming down to the to the uh, first down marker where they need to make the catch. Okay, it, too many times have I watched these guys catch in front of our players and have enough space to get to the first down marker. That's stupid. That's idiotic. There should be no reason why we keep doing that week in and week out. I need pressure on the fucking quarterback. I need to see it. Send four. You, gotta, you can't yeah. send four anymore. Uh, you got to send five, six. Send them because when you send six guys, you get sacks. Look, look at the tape. The tape doesn't lie. Yeah. When you send pressure, we the, those three sacks that we have to show for this year, those were on rush plays. Those were on blitz plays. Okay, that's when you send guys. That's when you get the sack. There is a correlation, Todd. Believe it or not, it exists, buddy. And that's there for you to pick that up and do it. If Luke Barku, so we need to send more more okay. pressure. If Luke Barku plays, we win. Okay, I'm telling you right now. If Luke Barku plays, we win. If he doesn't play, we lose. I, I tr- in all honesty, it's going to be 24-22 Bengals, man. We're going to lose by two. The loss of Lambo is going to rear its head, and it's going to be one of those where if we had Lambo, we would have won. We're going to have two missed field goals. We're going to have to, at one point, we're going to have to go for two and not an extra point, and we're not going to get it. Tyler Eifert's going to drop in the back of the end zone, and it's just going to rear its head. We're going to be like, we're going to be sitting there at the end of the game like, man, if we had Lambo, we'd be good right now. But we've got Steve and fucking, we've got no blues clues. There's no mail. It, it always fails. Steve is going to be wearing his fucking green sweater, and he's just going to be getting fucked the whole time. And it's it's not going to be good. God, that that children's show has changed a lot since last time I remember it. So it's, it's really <laughs> it's really sad to see a great operation go downhill that quickly. Um, I got 2017. 2017. Jaguars. I'm going to give you guys one more fucking chance because I'm telling you right now, man, it's the season only gets harder after here, okay? You got Detroit later on, you've got the Bears after that, the Foles. If you're going to win ball games, this is this has got to be the one. All right? This has got to be one of them. So, if you want to make this season worth a damn, and listen, I don't know if you've checked, okay? But we're not even in the top 10. Of, of, of the draft picks next year. All right, we're not even in the top 10. At one and two, we still are not top 10 in, in draft picks next year. So, again, if you're on that tanking mindset, you, you got guys sitting at 0 and 3 and bad 0 and 3. Like, it's not 0 and 3 and they're like losing to Baltimore and the and, and fucking the Chiefs and, and, you know, upper echelon teams. No, it's 0 and 3 guys that are just fucking detrimental to watch and they're really bad. They're in a really you wanna, bad You want to feel better about okay? Jaguars football? You go ahead and watch this game Thursday night, Broncos and Jets. Yeah, you watch that. 
That, that'll make yeah, you feel good. There you go. That's those. Those are some competitors for you. That'll make you feel good. All right. Uh, it's gonna be tough. Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles might make an appearance B- in that B5. one. B five. B five. The boat. He sails yeah. on once again in Denver. You know. He just. What a world. He's just following the weed train, bro. I know. I know his game plan. I, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm on to that. Sh- Blake, yeah. you were in Jacksonville. You were smoking that shitty ass rag. That was garbage. Then you went over to California, got some good shit, and then you're like, you know what? I think maybe in Denver, it's probably yeah. a little bit more popping over there. And it is. It is. Believe. Rocky Mountain High. Believe. You can get Rocky Mountain High. No problem over there. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I would, I'm going to tune in, obviously. I'm going to tune in and watch it. But um, to this game in particular, you got to do the fundamentals right, okay? It, offense has to click. If DJ Chark... Can you win this game without DJ Chark? I think you can. I think you can. I don't think this team is a, is a barn burner uh, Cincinnati Bengals team, okay? Um, you said Boyd. Boyd is a good receiver. You still got A.J. Green out there. I I don't see these guys T. lining Higgins. up... T. Higgins. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. I don't see these guys lighting up the scoreboard, though. They haven't really done that all year. I think we have a chance. You have an opportunity... The, you got two things that need to work, okay? And defense isn't even one of them. Defense just needs to show up and play subpar performance, okay? And by subpar, I don't mean getting fucking ran over by Joe Mixon for 100 yards. I'm talking about keeping him at around 70, 60 and, and keeping the, the offensive scoreboard up, okay? So I think you win this game 20 to 17. You need two things to go right. You need Steve, Scuba Steve, to sink two field goals, and you need, you need the offense to click and just get on the board for two touchdowns. That's it. That's all you need. You do those two things, you win. Defense just needs to show up and give me some subpar fucking performance. That's it. That's all you got to give me, and you can win this ball game. Very astute, Sean. Thank you. That's where I'm yeah. at. <laughs> as, can we, can as... we quote you for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put that put that in quotes. Put it on put it on the Twitter page. Sean's thoughts. <laughs> As our hosts have said plainly, this is a winnable game, but our faith is beyond shaken. But come on, it's the Bengals. Let's get it together. Jaguars head to Cincinnati this Sunday, October 4th at 1 p.m. Eastern. But let's see if the Jaguars actually show up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Uh, I'm Todd Wash. I suck. I'm Pat Smith. Todd Wash, get off my f***ing team. Devin made facts and stats, and the facts say Todd Wash sucks. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. That's there science go. right there. That's the best That's the best f***ing fact you give me all week. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter, at Duval Hot Takes. <laughs> we got trampled these last two games. Do you think we pick ourselves up this time around, or do we let another team get their first win against us? Thank you guys so much for your feedback last week. We love it. Keep it coming, and we will see you again next time. Peace. We got no defense. We get no stops. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs>